Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. So I want to talk to you about the big lie. But before I get into the big lie, I want to remind you that our buddies at JustFacts.com, they put out some of the best information, raw data, primary sourced information for you to make the best arguments when you're arguing with people. You want to have the facts on your side. That's why I go to JustFacts.com. Dot com F-A-C-T-S, J-U-S-T-F-A-C-T-S dot com, JustFacts.com. Just Facts is terrific. I want you to go check them out at JustFacts.com slash rich. Now, the big lie, when I'm talking about the big lie, I'm not talking about Dinesh D'Souza's book, which was a great book, by the way, but it was the lie that I was taught growing up. As a little chamaquito being raised in Brooklyn, my parents did what they could. My mom stayed home, and my dad, he was at the cardboard factory and he worked as a doorman in Tudor City in Manhattan. We weren't rich. I knew we weren't rich. In fact, I knew that we were poor. (laughs) Uh, Not poor in spirit, but poor financially, because I heard them talk about it all the time. And the Democrats were famous for saying that Republicans were for the rich and Democrats were for the poor. Uh, You've probably heard me mention before that Congressman Chuck Schumer was often at a office on King's Highway. I don't know if that was a campaign office or it was a district office or Democratic campaign office that they shared, but he would walk down Ocean Avenue and we'd see him. And he was part of the people perpetuating this lie that Democrats are for the poor. And this one really backfired on them. And I'm going to tell you why, but let me give you a little background. We had two TVs, a color TV in our living room and a smaller black and white TV that operated with a coat hanger sticking out of it no lie, and a pair of pliers, or my dad would always say, un alicate. And he would take the alicate, he would take the pliers, and he would turn the knob, the channel knob, because the plastic part of the knob had broken off, and it was just a metal piston type of thing that was sticking out. So he would turn that with the pliers. And that was a black and white TV. All of our TVs only got three channels, mainly broadcast channels that came in clear, channel two, channel four, channel seven. And Depending on lots of different things, we would get channel 5, channel 9, and channel 11. Of course, if you switched the other dial, you know, back in the days, those TVs had a regular dial for VHF and then a secondary dial for UHF. And the UHF channels, 41 and 47, were Spanish channels. And those came in pretty clear, too. So we were definitely a family that watched both the VHF, the English channels, and the Spanish channels. And my mom watched like game shows and soap operas like The Price is Right with Bob Barker, Family Feud with Richard Dawson, and different soap operas like Ryan's Hope, All My Children, As the World Turns. I remember seeing these things. But at nighttime, she would watch dramas like Dallas and Dynasty, Rich People. And my dad even watched shows like Magnum P.I., where Tom Selleck had a Ferrari 
and he lived in a huge mansion in Hawaii, and he had his own white guy that was a butler, like a British guy, named Higgins. At least I thought it was his butler. So that's the stuff I grew up watching. Later on, my dad would watch talk shows like Donahue, Morton Downey Jr. show, The Richard Bay Show, and Geraldo. But the one thing both my parents watched, besides Sabado Gigante with Don Francisco, was any address that the president, Ronald Reagan, gave. I was a little kid during the tail end of that Reagan administration, his second term. But I definitely had a chance to see the attacks that the media would put on him. He would make light of the fact that he would forget things because he was getting up there in years. And I had a grandma that, you know, she would forget things and everybody would, you know, whisper, oh, you know, that's abuela, she's getting senile. The word was senile. We didn't use the word dementia back then. And Reagan forgot stuff and he made jokes about it and he was great in front of the camera. So, you know, I thought it was funny and cute, just like my grandmother was. I never thought it was cool that the people in the media, the news, whoever they were, the reporters would go after him, even comedians. I remember watching one comedy show where they were making fun of Reagan say, oh, but I forget. And he did say that, but they were doing it in a malicious way. And I thought it was not cool. And this is me as, you know, younger than 10 years old. The point I'm making is that the big lie was that Democrats were for the poor and Republicans were for the rich. And watching the shows with William Forsyth and others living lavish lifestyles, watching Tom Selleck and his Ferrari, even the Jeffersons with their seven locations, one near you, when he would fight with Archie Bunker and then move to a deluxe apartment in the sky. I love that show. So you tell me, if you're a little kid and you see people doing well because they have money, How do you not naturally gravitate to wanting to get into business, run a business, be wealthy, and have those types of amenities? At least that was the influence it had on me. I knew that if somebody came to me and said, Democrats are for the poor, I would say, no, thank you. I want to be rich my whole life. I've always wanted more than I could afford. Always. So if you tell me there's a political party that's designed to help poor people, I would say, you're in the wrong place. I don't want to be poor people. I don't want to stay poor. I wish I was never poor. I want to be rich. So if Republicans are for the rich, that's the team I want to be with. And this is literally how I thought as a child. Growing up, I saw that it translated into some policy. Back in the days, there were some Republicans that were more fiscally conservative than uh, what any politician would be considered to be today. This is their big lie. The big lie was that you needed to be broke, you had to stay broke, and the only way to survive was on the government's dime by way of the Democrats. Orbidate. I'm not interested. Forget about it. I don't want it. So if that is in fact the case, then they have to work on their messaging, and they have. You see, because that was the old Soviet messaging that the KGB was sneaking into the United States. And I'm not a McCarthyite. I don't see a communist behind every corner. But I do see their influence when I see it. Attacking income strata is straight out of Marx and his communist manifesto. What do we do? You got to retool the message. If just saying that, you know, Democrats are for the poor and Republicans are for the rich isn't working anymore, then we've got to take it to a new level. You got to switch it up. New messaging. How about the rich are evil. No, because then the rich people who pay for your campaign, they start to say, nah, man, I don't like that message. I've been really uh, blessed in this life. I've had a very uh, lucrative business. I'm very successful and I'm grateful for it. So then they said, all right, hold on. We got to create a group of bad guys that everybody can hate. Even rich people can hate them because we're going to call them the 1%. Because there's only 1% of the whole global population that makes more money than everybody. That's it. That's what we'll do. We will pit people against each other 
Instead of rich versus poor, it's everybody versus the 1%. And when that doesn't work, or it only works partially for the Bernie crowd, for the AOC crowd, all-out crazy crowd that say, you know what, we're going to hate people because of how much money they make or don't make, and we're going to bring race into the picture. And this is, in effect, the big lie. Whichever lie the Democrats, the Soviet-rooted Democrats, the deep-hearted Bolshevik Democrats, whatever lie it is that they are telling you is the big lie of the day. It's like big lie du jour. I've never heard a Republican try to pit one person against another, and I'm sure it's happened. But my point is, they always talk about the same thing. Liberty, 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 leave me alone, don't tax me. Then they go ahead and do some crazy spending, and it's like, come on, that's a little hypocritical. But the point I'm making is, nobody is all indignant over these issues splitting society. Democrats will try to portray it that way, saying that we should not like these people. But in the years that I've been involved in Republican politics, nobody's ever told me to not like the other side. But the other side is constantly telling you that you can't like people. And we talked about that in the last show where we talked about Goya and why AOC was going after Goya, Goya Food Company, because any, even if there is a Spanish company that employs Hispanics, Latinos, minorities from all over, even if it's that company that's helped the poor, that's helped the needy, that's helped the hungry, even they are now persona non grata, right? They're not wanted because they support Trump. And anything that supports Trump is just lacking in humanity. This is the left's argument. They will try to dehumanize you, demoralize you. And I don't mean so that you are demoralized. I mean so that you are devoid of morality. And people will attack your character saying, you know what? We can't treat you like a person because you're not a person because you like Trump. And that, my friends, is the big lie. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I know we have some new listeners because I get phone calls when we do the Saturday show live. And they tell me, first time I heard your show, I probably haven't seen Carlos in close to 20 years. And I bumped into him going to get a tire for my kid. And I was going to a tire shop and it was in Union City, New Jersey. Big free plug shout out to Chico Tires. Or as he likes to say, Chico Tire. Chico Tires, great tire spot in Union City, New Jersey on 30th Street. And I go there to get the tire. And I see this dude, Puerto Rican cat I haven't seen in years. And we're talking. And he's like, hey, are you still doing politics? And I said, yeah, but I don't work in the state house anymore. I'm not with the governor. I am doing my political stuff on the air and I produce a political show. And he was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. What type of topics do you get into? And I said, man, right now it's all Trump. It's 2020. So he starts, literally takes his hand, pounds his chest. And he's like, I'm Trump all day, baby, all day. And I said, for real? Why? I wanted to know. He's like, listen, I started my, I worked as an electrician for many years. I started my own business. I got my own company now as an electrician. And in the years that Trump has been president, the last three and a half years have been the best years I've had. And he says, to top it off, even during this COVID-19, I've still been getting work. I get so much work, I have to refer it to other electricians. And I said, well, 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 would you look at that? Another Hispanic, Latino, Puerto Ricano like me, an American of Puerto Rican descent, oftentimes called New Yorican, who says he likes Trump. And he's not just, yeah, thinking of going for Trump. No, he's enthusiastically supporting Trump, flying old Gloria, beautifully unpackaged, brand new American flag was sticking out of the front of his house. And I said, wow. I mean, the last time I saw this kid, I knew he had a lot of friends that were involved in gang life. 
And I was just so impressed at his success and his commitment to his family. He told me he'd separated from his wife and worked really hard and gone to church and they're back together. He's got three kids now. He's happy. He's with his wife again. He talked about the need to focus on family values and that the local high school in Union City was now providing daycare at the high school. It was just really interesting to see a different perspective, a guy that doesn't consume political media all day, that doesn't do a podcast or a radio show or produce a radio show and isn't involved in the world that I'm involved in, but somebody that's just a regular Joe and unsolicited tells me, banging on his chest, Trump all day. I was just blown away and I thought to myself, if I can just bump into somebody on the street on 30th Street in Union City, New Jersey, definitely a place where there's two or three Republicans max. Trump's got a lot of undercover support and they're coming his way this November. The big lie is that Democrats have total monopoly on the votes of African-Americans, Americans of Hispanic descent. I think it's a bunch of crap. I don't believe it for a second. I think that Latinos are going to vote the way they want to vote because this is America and they see the changes in their life since Trump was elected. I think that Hispanics are going to vote for Donald Trump because of his positions on school choice, because of his support for the Hispanic community, because he conducted outreach through the Evangelical Spanish Church, which is a very popular place for many Latinos to congregate, is their local church. So I think the Democrats are in for a really big surprise now that the secret is out and everybody knows it's the Democrats that are promoting the big lie. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This Is America. This is America. All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez. We're still right here. And man, let me tell you, I keep my ear to the ground. I like to know what's going on around here. And I heard a little bit of audio from my favorite congresswoman, all out crazy, AOC herself, La Congresista Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from the 14th District of New York, covering the Bronx and covering Queens. Do we think this has to do with the fact that there's record unemployment in the United States right now? The fact that people are at a level of economic desperation that we have not seen since the Great Recession. Maybe this has to do with the fact that people aren't paying their rent and are scared to pay their rent. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Um, Maybe it's the fact that Unemployment provisions have not been given to everyone. Maybe it's because of the fact that people have some people still haven't gotten their stimulus checks yet. And now she's painting the picture of what life would look like if Democrats were not in control. That's right. I'm listening to her talk about the suburbs and talk about all these things. And she's in effect describing what it's like when radical leftist Democrats are not in control, when the cops actually do their jobs, when the mayor respects the homeowners and realize that their paychecks come from the taxpayers. She tries to paint this picture as if people are resorting to crime in New York because they're afraid, is the word she uses, or scared. Nobody wants to give up that money, but you got to do it. That's how it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to say that people are committing crimes at epic proportions right here in New York City. Why? Because they have to pay rent? No. That's clearly not the reason. And she knows it, but she's a fake, she's a phony, she's a fraud, as the late, great Bob Grant would say. People aren't shooting each other. 
attacking people on scooters and motorcycles and crossfire hitting children at the park. And that's what happened yesterday. And honestly, I just don't want to get into it because I'm just so sick and tired of hearing these stories. They're truly heart-wrenching. In this case, it was a mom that was at the park with her kid in a stroller doing what she's supposed to do in life. And a one-year-old baby was hit by a bullet. For the cowards that did this, you should be ashamed of yourself because everybody talk about black lives matter. What about baby lives? What about teenager lives? Like you took an innocent child from a mother and a father as well as the grandparents. And I don't think it's fair. The only one to die was the baby. Everybody else is going to make it. How's that for a damn shame? Nobody catches the bad guy. Cops show up to clean up the mess. But there's no undercover cops or what they call the anti-crime unit. None of that to get the bad guys off the street. But this was another assassination or at least accidental murder of a black baby boy that was a year old. My heart goes to their family. But AOC paints this picture not as we need the cops or no, she says we haven't defunded the police enough. We need to defund them more. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. And that people are doing this because, in effect, they're shoplifting bread. People are turning to crime because they're shoplifting bread. Now, I'll agree with the point that people turn to crime because of poverty. It's rather atypical for the child or children of billionaires to go selling crack on the street, stealing cars, doing that type of thing. That's pretty atypical. It's not something you expect, and it really doesn't happen a lot. Now, yes, you may find the son of uh, millionaires and billionaires getting into drugs and doing stupid things as a user, or maybe even in college doing some stupid stuff. But for the most part, poverty isn't pushing them into crime like it does in housing projects. But you cannot justify somebody shooting people because of gang-related or beef that's on the street and including children as part of some sort of unintended consequence. That's a disgrace, and AOC should be ashamed of herself for not pausing to think about what she's saying. Now, there's a family from Brooklyn that lost their child. And since she covers the Bronx and Queens, at least parts of it, perhaps she doesn't care about Brooklyn. She should care about Brooklyn and she should be ashamed of herself for this whole Goya controversy. And we did a whole show on Goya, so I'm not going to relive that too much. But I do want to bring your attention to an op-ed that a friend of mine wrote, Professor Roland DeLoom. And I thought it was pretty good. I want to read you a couple of lines from it. It's in today's Jersey Journal at NJ.com. And it's by um, Rolando Armando Alum, a professor at several colleges, a former colleague of mine from the state government in New Jersey and a longtime friend. And it's entitled, Goya Foods Boycott is Misguided. The firm deserves respect and allegiance. And it's his opinion that it's come to light that some self-appointed guardians of the gate of public opinion have recently launched criticism against Goya Foods. Ironically, some of them who pretend to portray themselves as Hispanic leaders, quote unquote, can't even speak Spanish. And then one wonders whether they consume Hispanic cuisine or other products on a regular basis. He continues and says, granted, we can always find misguided self-haters in every free society. While the callers for a gratuitous boycott of Goya products 
are entitled to express their divisive hate-mongering, they do not represent the Hispanic community at large, notwithstanding their transparent arrogance. This toxic fury was launched after a successful New Jersey Hispanic business and its leader, their CEO, accepted an invitation to the White House, as he has equally done with previous presidents. Conversely, their deafening silence and their vitriolic whining fails to acknowledge the charitable activities that Goya has been performing for decades, including their charitable donations of food products to many food banks, not specifically Hispanic food banks, but former Lieutenant Governor Kim Guadano runs a food bank or is a part of the board of a food bank in New Jersey, and Goya has been very active in supporting their mission. Indeed, the elitist boycott promoters seem to be intent on inflicting further damage to our state's economy. To this effect, it is surprising that as of this article, no one in New Jersey public official capacity has objected to the absurd call for a boycott on Goya. Aside from the renowned multinational organization Bacardi Rum, based out of Puerto Rico, Goya is the largest Hispanic-owned business in the entire United States, and it's traditionally commanded our community's respect. And he throws in, because that's a local Hudson County newspaper in Hudson County, New Jersey, that we should not forget that Goya has been loyal to Hudson County, having been headquartered in Secaucus for many years and recently moving to Jersey City. So I thank Professor Alum for that op-ed. I thought it was a really good take and an interesting way of looking at it. It's interesting how the Hispanic Bar Association in the state of New Jersey is also now kind of pleading with their members, uh, attorneys, part of the Hispanic Bar Association to join the boycott. I mean, talk about an organization that should be promoting what's good and holy and virtuous, representing jurists and attorneys. But no, they're calling for a leftist boycott as well. Shameful. Up next, Admiral Brett Gerwar. I think I'm saying that wrong. It's Gerwar. Gerar. Hmm, not sure. I'll figure it out during the break. But wait till you hear what he had to say. He's pushing back on a retweet, simply a retweet. The president retweeted Chuck Woolery saying that everybody's lying and the CDC doesn't have its arms around the lies regarding coronavirus. Uh, for the most part, I'm paraphrasing. And everybody's freaking out over this retweet. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. This is America. New York, welcome back. What's up, America? Big shout out to everybody that has been leaving positive feedback on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast app you use. I looked at our chartable rankings the other day for the Apple Political Podcast, and we maintain our position. It goes up and down a little bit, but we maintain in the top 200 political podcasts on the Apple chart, the Apple Politics chart. So I'm enormously uh, grateful to each and every one of you that listen to this program, that share this podcast with your friends and your family, that listen into the live show here in New York on WABC on the weekends. It really means a lot to me because, I mean, yes, I do love the sound of my own voice and I could talk for days, but that's not why I do this. I do this because I want to help. I have a perspective that people have oftentimes told me they enjoy, so they want to hear more of it. And here it is. But it doesn't go anywhere unless you do something with it, unless you learn from it, benefit from it, share it, that type of thing. So for everybody that's giving a thumbs up and a gold star and this, that, and all of those things that you do, thank you. Every retweet, every share, every 
quick text to your friend before I go on the air on Saturdays, telling people, hey, Rich is going on, give him a call. I really, I know that's happening and you've told me and I thank you for it. I really do. And I'm not going to say that that's a lie. Unlike Admiral Giroir, who said, we're not lying. We may we may occasionally make mistakes based on the information we have, but none of us lie. We are completely transparent with the American people. And my experience on the task force is the vice president and everyone there has been completely transparent. We let the American people know what we know. Again, as new information comes, that may need to be changed because we're learning every day. But no, nobody lies to the American people. We're completely transparent and honest. That's my job. That's my job as a public servant. We take that as, as really a sacred oath is to be honest and let the American people People know what's going on. Of course, he's taking exception to people trying to suggest that people in the CDC, people in the Department of Health, people in the coronavirus task force are lying when the situations change, when the numbers change, when the data changes. Now, I believe the admiral is being truthful and that he's not lying. But I also believe that there are people in any government that aren't always scrupulous. When I worked in the state of New Jersey, I was uh, in the Christie administration. There were people that were very unscrupulous. One of the biggest things that they did was they used their position in government for political harassment and political discrimination. If you didn't think the way they thought, they didn't like you. If you didn't like, I'll throw something out there, Planned Parenthood, for example, they didn't like you. And they didn't care who you worked for, how you got into the government. They were going to give you a hard way to go. And that's just the facts about working in Trenton. I always just tell people, like, how's work? And I say, man... I keep my switchblade out all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's literally how it is. You always watch your back. You keep your eyes open. You know, sleep with one eye open. Stay ready. Stay woke. Because working in government is that way. And that that's just the state of New Jersey. I could only imagine what the swamp is like in Washington, D.C. And with that being said, when people are saying that the numbers don't add up right and there's, you know, all this pushback coming from different places, like Admiral... Um, Girouar was uh, suggesting that there may be mistakes, but he's not lying. Listen to this. I respect Dr. Fauci a lot, but Dr. Fauci is not 100 percent right. And he also doesn't necessarily, and he admits that, have the whole national interest in mind. He looks at it from a very narrow public health point of view. So there you have the admiral. He's blasting Dr. Anthony Fauci because he's saying that, you know, there are inconsistencies. And when these things happen, they're not because people are lying, but these inconsistencies are because of things evolving rapidly and lots of things happening. While I believe that he believes that, and it may be true for him and his work group, I can't say that that's true for everybody in the entire government because we wouldn't call it a swamp if there weren't filthy, dirty, illegally operating swamp creatures that are so good at breaking the law because they're the ones that help make the law. And that is, in effect, the problem. And their problem is a guy named Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States. He is the problem. He's the guy that gets in the way of the swamp getting away with their shenanigans because he made his money building buildings, building golf courses, sponsoring pageants, owning the pageants. All of that. He doesn't need to skim a little bit off the top from our tax dollars. He doesn't need to cut a deal with the military industrial complex and and make deals. In fact, when he gave that last speech, maybe it wasn't the last speech, but it was it was the last rally. I think it was the Oklahoma rally where he said he wouldn't do the upgraded versions. He wouldn't sign the deal to redo Air Force One unless it was like three point nine billion. They were close to signing 
a $4.2 billion deal to have a new Air Force One. Can you believe this? I said, no way. I said, I refuse to fly in a $4.2 billion airplane. But we've got that price down by over a billion dollars. I got the generals in who are fantastic. I got Boeing in. But I told Boeing it's not good enough. We're not going to do it. The price is still too high. And he kept going back and forth and negotiating. And they came back, I think, at 4.1 or 4.0. And he said, hey, now maybe we can talk. He's negotiating. And I know he's got the book, The Art of the Deal. But I think it's just kind of like me. When I go to the store, especially I'm buying a suit, I'm buying a tie. I like nice things, but I like getting a deal even better. It fuels me. I love to get a deal. I love it. So I think the president is that way on a way grander scale when he says, you know what? We probably could have afforded the 4.1, but I want it. I want to get the planes for 3.9. 3.9 would be huge. And I, I think that's how he thinks. And I agree. We have to do it that way. So with respect to Trump being in the way, I think he's the swamp's worst nightmare. And honestly, he's one of the best things that's happened to us in the United States where you can have 39, 40-year-old guys that growing up had guys that were involved in gang life around them, turn their life around, are now married, have children. Now, that's not all Trump's fault, but what's Trump's fault is the fact that the guy's made the most money he has in the last three years doing electrical work. That's Trump's fault. If you want to blame last three months on Trump, go right ahead. I don't, but you can. It's not going to erase the last three and a half years or three and three quarters of a year. So you still got no deal. When my buddy calls me, my, my buddy Chris, I've known him forever. He calls me the other day to vent. He sounded like a talk radio host. I mean, he literally is just fuming and venting and talking about how the culture is changing so much that he sent his kids to Catholic school to give them a proper upbringing so that they could keep God first in their life. And there's just so many evil and unsavory influences in the world around us. And how he, who's sprinkler system technician, and he deals with fire suppression, fire extinguishers, all of that, he turns to me and says, bro, I've had more work since Trump got elected these last three and a half years than I've made ever. And this is a guy, another one, came from humble beginnings, used to be out on the street doing his thing. And he's telling me he's making money. He's doing well. Neither of these guys is a corporate white guy. Neither of these guys is from Wisconsin or Kentucky. These guys are from Jersey. If Hispanic guys from Jersey that are not into politics will stop and tell you, blue collar guys, literally both of them, blue collar. One's an electrician, one is in fire suppression. These guys get on ladders and they work with their hands. If these guys are enthusiastically getting behind Trump, what do you think is going to happen across the rest of the country? The closeted Trump supporters. These guys are going to come out in full force because they see the writing on the wall. You don't need to be a genius to know that the deaths are on the decline with coronavirus, but the media and people within the government, whatever you want to call them, shadow government, deep state, career bureaucrats, Democrats, liberals, progressives, whatever name you want to give them, these people are using whatever capacity they have in whichever institution they're in. So if it's the government, they're going to try and screw with you with the government. If they're in the media, they're going to try and screw with your head with the media. If they're in the classroom, they're going to try and screw with your kids' heads. This is what they do. But too many people are hyped to it. Too many people know exactly what's going on. There's generations now of people that are hooked on YouTube. It's not just young people, it's everybody. And whether the information they're getting is, is good or not, it's out there. It's super easy to communicate information. And that's the part the left had always had a monopoly on. They could do whatever they wanted to do because nobody would know because they would keep it a secret. 
No more. No más. Ya. Basta. Se acabó. It's over. It's finished. And it's an exciting time. So whether it's AOC peddling her lies about crime, somebody that should probably, as my uh, buddy Curtis Sliwa, who I bumped into in the newsroom before, was telling me, I think uh, AOC should go on a ride-along. She should go on a ride-along with several uh, police precincts in her district. I said to myself, man, what an excellent idea. Of course, she wants to defund those same cops. But if she did have the courage to go on a ride-along with those officers, she would see what it's like to spend a day in the shoes of an NYPD officer. Maybe it'll change her tune, maybe it won't. But the American people see right through it. They know that people at the CDC and other health departments are screwing around. Google it if you don't believe me. Pennsylvania Department of Health had to reverse more than 2,000 death codes that said COVID-19 because they weren't. States are getting hyped to this. People know. And as it happens, more and more people are just saying, you know what? Enough is enough. These people are robbing us blind. This isn't just one bad apple anymore. It's going to be time to defund the government soon. There is systemic oppression, systemic stupidity, systemic leftism, and systemic criminality running rampant through the Democrats that are in elected office. And there's probably a fair share of Republicans along there with them. But Democrats have perfected this game. They didn't get into politics to serve the public. They got into politics to serve their pockets. That's all I got for today. I always leave you with a thought from Hamilton. If you stand for nothing, you will fall for absolutely anything. So don't. Read stuff so you can know stuff. YouTube it if you have to. But I'm not a huge fan of the YouTube. I'm a huge fan of a book. So get one that you like. Learn our history. Read the Federalist Papers. Read the Constitution. I know it sounds crazy, but if you don't, someone else is going to tell you what's in it. And I bet you, you won't be able to trust that person. People are always asking, what can I do? What can I do? I just say, like Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world and do something about the problems that you see. Because Sir Edmund Burke and Lord Acton and others have made the statement that the only thing that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to stand by and do nothing. So do something. Hasta la próxima. Until the next one, America. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade.